Welcome to the Homegrown Family. We're Jeremy and Kristen Cooper. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about side hustles and making extra money. And the reason we're going to be talking about this today is one of the main questions that I get asked when I meet with new homeschoolers or people who are thinking about homeschooling and have young children and are trying to figure out how they can stay home and make ends meet is what do I do with the finances? We're a two-income family. We rely on my income. How can I homeschool and have a job? Which is possible, by the way. We're just going to talk a little bit more about outside-the-box options for mainly staying home with your kids and also homeschooling your kids. So I think one of the first things that needs to happen when people start talking to me about this is changing your mindset into an idea of I need to work smarter, not harder. So what are some options for how I can do that? And that's one of the things we're going to be talking through today. So Jerem, do you have any thoughts on that working smarter, not harder? Well, I think you're right, particularly that mindset is very important. You know, the there's a saying that I heard a long time ago where your your attitude determines your altitude in life. So is uh, we're sitting at home with little kids and we're realizing that maybe we're a two income family and while maybe we've made some good financial decisions and we're starting our lives out together well, although I don't think that's what happened with us. <laughs> we were pretty poor <laughs> uh, when we got married. Once you have kids and all of a sudden it's put on your heart to want to homeschool, well, stay home and or homeschool your kids, all of a sudden there's a reckoning that needs to happen, right? You know, because you're going from likely being a two-income family to, well, now mom's going to come out of the workforce or at least partially come out of the workforce And how are we going to be able to make ends meet in that new environment? And so being willing to think creatively and have a have a a determined attitude towards finding a solution, I think, is the very uh, beginning of that. And then, as you suggested, working smarter, not harder is very important. Some of the keys to being effective at working smarter, not harder is really understanding what skills you have or what skills you can develop and what needs are out there and how can you effectively harness those skills and apply them in a way that allows you to bring some money into the home without sacrificing family. So when we moved to Des Moines, we were both working. I started an IT consulting business uh, with a friend of mine and you were working at a daycare. And then we all of a sudden got pregnant with Levi, which we were intending to do. Um, But Tell me a little bit about, I guess, just let's first talk about that mindset transition you had, because you have an elementary education degree. I think originally you were intending to work in the school system, and then we moved to Des Moines. You ended up at the daycare working, and I I can't remember if you had applied for some jobs here or not, but then we had Levi, and why don't you just talk through kind of your mom, you know, mental processing of getting from, I'm going to be a teacher in the school system, to... I'm going to stay home. And when, when you did make that decision to stay home, it wasn't with the intent of homeschooling the kids, I know. Uh, that was that came way later, years down the road. But why don't you just talk us through a little bit about that? Yeah, so I was working at a daycare doing bookkeeping. I actually really enjoyed it, and I um, enjoyed the people I worked with, and I thought this is going to be perfect when I have this baby. He'll just come to daycare with me, and I can just pop in the infant room and nurse him. I'm not even going to have to do much pumping. 
And I decided to go down. The the bookkeeping position was part-time. And I had also been, I think, part-time in one of the classes. And so I had decided to just do the bookkeeping portion of it. So we were doing daycare part-time. And I thought this is going to be perfect. Like, we're going to daycare part-time. But what ended up happening was... Levi and I were having a terrible time falling into a schedule with this weird part-time deal going on. And so in my head, I'm like, I either need to work full-time or I need to stay home full-time. And we happened to move here in October. And so I had sort of missed the boat on getting a teaching position in the schools and decided I was going to do this for a year. So when I made this decision that I either need to stay home full-time or work full-time, I was thinking I might go back to being a teacher in the classroom, but in the end, I just decided my heart really was I wanted to spend this time um, with my new baby, and I did not want to send him off to daycare full-time and not see him for six to eight hours a day. And so it was a little bit of a plunge and a lot of thinking outside the box for me because I just thought, okay, I'll maybe work. He'll go to daycare. That's like what the normal American families do. But I decided I'm going to stay home with him. And when I started staying home, it was very lonely. I did not know anybody that stayed home. It's like me and this baby who doesn't talk. And um, the hard thing about staying home is I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but Jeremy comes home and I have nothing to show for it. The house is a disaster. You know, I kept the baby alive all day, but nobody cares about that, really. It makes it look like I just sat around and did nothing all day. And so it was hard in the beginning to stay home and especially to stay home with a baby when he became a toddler and preschooler, like could interact more and my teaching degree just kicked in instinctively in the preschool years of like, we're going to do these puzzles and we're going to read all these books. And I was like thriving. I'm like, oh, this is my sweet spot here of teaching. And that worked out great. But here we are going through some rough times now of I've decided to stay home. And that took a little bit of a cut to our income. So what were we going to do financially? So As the years went by and we were having more kids, Jeremy's job fluctuated constantly. So it wasn't like, okay, we couldn't make ends meet and now we are. And that's sort of been the nature of what he does is he's had his own business. He's been a contractor. He's been an employee. Um, Income for us has changed constantly throughout the years, uh, up and down. And so in some of our down times, I decided early on that I was going to help in whatever ways I could, but without sacrificing uh, the time with the kids. So I was committed to keeping the kids home and not sending them to daycare. And so a couple of the things that I chose to do was, the first thing was we had a gym membership that the kids really loved and I really loved. And so I decided that wasn't worth it as we're cutting expenses to get rid of that. And so I thought, well, I can kill two birds with one stone here. I'm going to get a job at the gym. And that A gives me, I think, and the family a free membership. Plus, I'll be working and I can bring my kids for free. So it brings in some extra income. The kids can come and we keep our gym membership. And so I did that. And that's Um, one of the big things with that one in particular. And some of the other things you did, you didn't have to send the kids anywhere when you did it. Yeah, that was my main thinking on the things that I was going to do was what am I doing already? What am I willing to do? And how do I do it with my kids underfoot? 
And so the next thing I uh, did throughout that time, actually from the get-go, even before we had Levi, I started um, doing this on the side, but I started teaching piano lessons. I did piano all growing up. It's a skill set of mine that I'm really proficient in, and so it's a need out there. There's people always looking for piano lessons. I taught for like 10 or 11 years, and then I had to stop for a while because we just had too many kids. I couldn't manage the piano lessons and the homeschooling and the babies that kept coming. But I always had a waiting list for piano lessons. So I saw a need out there and I knew it was something that I could do. And so that was great income for us during those years. Um, Another thing I did on the side was baking bread. I had a company that we ordered fruits and vegetables from that they would deliver to your house. And I asked them if I could sell some of my bread. I was making homemade bread at the time. Asked them if I could sell some of my loaves of bread to their customers or if they would offer that as one of their listings. And they said they would. And so I did that for um, a couple of years. I was already making bread for my family. So just made you know, a couple more each week to sell. So that was something that I could do at home and that I was already doing. I was just needed to make bigger batches. One thing I'm doing right now is teaching uh, my high schoolers Algebra 1 and Algebra 2. And one of the things that we've done for their time management skills and my time management of not having to sit with them so much is uh, math videos. And so I have been teaching them going through the book and I do a math video for each lesson and then I'm just selling those on the side. Since I've already made them for my kids, there's a lot of homeschoolers out there who struggle with the math. They're paying either companies for math or they're struggling through it themselves or their teens don't understand it. So I've already made the videos for my teens, so why not just sell those to other parents that might be able to use them for just a couple bucks Let's see. Another thing that I did about 10 years ago was I had a product that I really loved that was part of an MLM company. And I had to join the MLM to use the product, but I had no intentions ever of selling this or doing anything with it. And then one day somebody said to me, why would you not start teaching a few classes here and there so that you could get your product paid for? And I was like, huh, okay. So I started like sharing it with some family and friends just sort of on the side And then it became a bigger thing. I was traveling a lot. I was teaching a lot. And it was great. I was, it was definitely paying for my product, just like I had wanted it to and a decent amount of money above and beyond. But it was a lot of time away from my family. And so I finally, after a couple years of that, decided I'm I'm not doing this anymore. This was just my opinion and my assessment. It was too much time. And my whole point here on making money was to not be away from my kids. And so I decided, yeah, this is making good money, but I'm, I'm not willing to sacrifice these years with my kids. And so I basically stopped cold turkey. And now 10 years later, we're still, um, the income just keeps going down, but um, my product is still paid for. And I continue to use the product because I'm still making enough off that year of year or two of really hard work. And so that's another idea if you have a MLM product you really love. But I I do think that it they're not always up front in the amount of time that it requires. And so I had to figure that out for myself on what I was willing to do with the time away from my family. So Jerem, you've done a few things on the site as well. What are some things you've done? 
Yeah, so for me, most of it's been just doing what I do uh, outside of my normal job. So I do IT infrastructure and security work. And so over the years, uh, as you mentioned, started a business and then I was an employee for about 10 years and then became a contractor again. And through those years, there's been a number of periods where I've come across other people who need help uh, with that type of work that I'm able to do. And maybe they have a business doing it and just need someone who has, a, you know, maybe some level of that's a little more advanced knowledge because I was working in a more complex environment at the time and just able to leverage those skill sets outside of my normal job to Con- essentially contract and, and do some additional work on the side, you know, whether that was on the evenings uh, or over the weekends. So, you know, really what we're talking about is taking something that you have or taking something that you know and figuring out how to, what opportunities there are to integrate either that skill set or that thing that you have um, to leverage that to make money. And there is no shortage of side hustle ideas out there. I mean, you could Google side hustles (laughs) and get a uh, massive list of things you can do. In fact, you could probably put in the types of skills or things that you like to do or know how to do and probably get a lot of things. Obviously, since uh, uh, the COVID situation happened a few years ago, the concept of remote work has exploded. There's probably a lot more dads that are working partially or full-time from home now that didn't used to, and maybe that would could help, maybe not. I don't know. It depends on the situation with uh, the kid's situation relative to the mom. You know, maybe getting in, you know, maybe working on some other uh, side hustle. So, Kristen, what are your thoughts on you know dads working from home remotely these days? Well, I think it's a great opportunity for moms to do something in the afternoon. If you have nappers, it's it's perfect. You can put your kids down for a nap. Dad is home even if he's working. Now you have to have reliable nappers, of course, but that gives you, you know, an hour or two that you can A, go out and run errands or do like Instacart or something in the afternoons for a few hours to make a little extra money while the kids are napping. Or maybe um, you're doing transcription work or proofreading work, which requires a decent amount of concentration and headphones on. And, you know, you've got an hour and a half uninterrupted during nap time. So I think it can be used to the family's advantage if the dad's working remotely. Um, Sometimes I find it a little difficult when Jeremy's working at home, which he does a decent amount of time and just getting used to what are the expectations here for him, for me, for the kids. Okay, if he's working from home, he's not available during these hours, so we can't all just run up to his office or If he's working from home, don't come down and mess around while we're trying to do school because that's kind of our time too. So it's just setting up proper expectations. But I think the working from home can be a great option for families on um, utilizing time. So let's talk about some other ideas that we're aware of. Um, These are a lot of these come from either things we've looked at or know people that are doing. And some, some of the stuff, you know, Side hustles don't always have to be like every day, you know, can, some of it can be even seasonal. Uh, for instance, we know of a family that did snow removal as a family. They would contract out with local businesses to uh, come just shovel the business drives and stuff like that. 
uh, and they did it as a as, as a family. So, Jerem, let's just spout off a few random ideas here, um, just to get people thinking. This is by no means an exhaustive list or anything, but. Um, some of the things we throw out there might just get the wheels spinning in your head for things that might work for your family. So what are a couple ideas that you've had on things that we could do or we know of other people doing to make a little extra money? Yeah, well, some of some ideas that are maybe a little more extensive might require a little more of a commitment could be something like rental properties. I think that's obviously great. Um, it allows you to build an investment and generate some monthly income. And uh, for those who are able to purchase investment properties and then are willing to work with the tenants and the management of the property, that can be a great option for people. We know people that have in-home daycares, and so they're able to bring other children into their home and sort of set the boundaries for what they want that to be, whether if that's a certain day of the week or how many kids they have or what age groups they're willing to take. And potentially that could change. Now, is there a couple ideas that might require a little more commitment because you're either investing in a property or you're sort of committing to a family. It's kind of like when you did piano lessons, you did it, you know, you're sort of committing for a year at least. And most people would expect that you're going to be doing it for a couple few years uh, in a row. So those are a couple kind of bigger, I like the way I see it, kind of bigger investment type of ideas. Uh, there's also tons of, of things that require less of a firm commitment and how long you're going to do something or what you're going to do. Chris, do you have some ideas on that? Yeah. So just thinking to your skill sets, we know somebody who um, spoke a foreign language. And so she did a lot of translation work and made extra money on the side doing that. I know a number of people that have done Instacart. If you uh, don't mind running errands and going to the grocery store, that's great. I, I personally can't stand grocery shopping for my family let alone <laughs> grocery shopping for others. So I think that's a great one if you're already going to the grocery store. It's just not something that uh, you just got to figure out what your likes are and what works for you. You know, if you have pets and like I have figured out how to groom our dog because I was unwilling to pay the price that it costs here in our area to get our dog um, groomed who uh, needs a haircut, I feel like every two weeks probably not that often, mm -hmm. but every four to six weeks, this dog needs a full body haircut. And so A, I did that to save money, but B, if you're good at it, you know, take in other dogs if you like doing that and groom other people's dogs and charge for it. Or, you know, if you've got a couple dogs yourself, you know, watch other people's dogs. We have some friends who do that for a business and watch people's dogs um, when they go out of town. Let's see. I know somebody who cuts hair, um, homeschools her kids. So working around actually two different people I know who have done that and just working around either your cut, one was cutting in the evenings, one has like two full days um, and just working that out with her husband and a part-time nanny. You just got to figure out like, what are your skill sets? How much money do you need to make? Is your husband flexible with it? How much is this going to generate? How much sacrifice do you want to make? I mean, these are the questions you you really need to be asking yourself. How much work do you want to put into it? Tutoring. I have thrown around the idea quite a bit of doing math tutoring, especially high school math tutoring. Just Levi, from, Levi tutored and even when he was a senior. Yeah, yeah. He, he did some tutoring on the side. 
um, for math. And so I think that's if and he loves math. So that was a great side hustle for him to just generate a little bit of well, he just loved it because he loved it. But I thought it was great that he could make a little bit of extra money on the side. A few other ideas, just thinking about things you might have, is if you live out of town a little bit and maybe have some land, uh, maybe people could store some things on your land. Or if you're not familiar with something like a hip camp, it's an app that allows you to list space on uh, your land for people like RVers or tent campers to to stay on your land essentially for um, a couple nights or something like that. If you have a camper that you don't use all the time, which not many people use their camper all the time. Uh, I know people that rent out their campers. There's obviously camper rental businesses and may or may not be for you, obviously, uh, just like Airbnb, you know, there's things you have to deal with to, you know, to Airbnb or to rent out something that you have. But if you can find a situation that makes sense where you can utilize this asset and Instead of having a depreciating asset, you know, like a camper, you can bring some income in. Obviously, a home, like a rental property or being able to Airbnb it, that's generally an appreciating asset. We have some friends who actually um, put in an outdoor access point to a bedroom in their basement and Airbnb a room in their basement. And so they just made it so that it has a private entrance into the room. And so they still live in their house, but they're making a little bit of extra money just off a room in their basement. And so just being creative with ideas like that, just to even fund things you want to do. You know, even if you are fine, husband or wife, whoever, one of the parents is making enough money for you to be a one income family, you're homeschooling, whatever. Maybe you have things that you want to do. You want to take more trips. You've got, you know, we've got kids at college, getting ready to go to college, continuing to grow up to go to college. So, you know, college expenses that are coming up for us and are there. Um, So it just kind of depends on your stage of life and things that you want to do. But just be willing to think outside the box because there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. And it's good to plan for the unknown. Uh, There, you, You know, I mean, jobs obviously could change or you could lose a job or for whatever reason, a situation might change. And the more income streams and the more flexibility you have can make that type of situation better. And it doesn't even have to, um, even if you do something, you know, and then you don't do it for 10 years, the fact that you've done it before and you can just start doing it again, you sort of know, for instance, piano lessons. If Kristen wanted to start doing piano lessons next year, we know based on her past history doing piano lessons that she could easily basically teach as many piano lessons as she wanted through the school year. So that's just something that's always, it's in the belt. You know, you know, you, it's there if we ever need it. And really, there's no better time than right now to do this type of stuff. There's so much technology out there that exists to help you sell your skills and your, your access to your assets. You know, whether that's through, like I mentioned, like a hip camp or RV share or Airbnb or whatever that, whatever it may be. And, you know, the more you're able to sell your skills, the the more flexibility you will have as a family. And for some percentage of people, you know, the side hustles might turn into their main thing. You know, maybe you create websites and you end up creating a marketing company and all of a sudden you're like, well, I'd rather work for myself than for someone else. And the the accessibility of being a contractor or a gig worker is more than it's ever been. You know, it's way more normal. Um, Obviously, companies, generally speaking, don't tend to have the same commitment to employees that they used to. 
So whether you're an employee or a contractor, it's good to have flexibility because you don't know what the future is going to hold. So one of the parts of obviously being an employee is the benefits that come along with it, you know, whether that's uh, health insurance, life insurance, retirement, disability insurance, all these things. And uh, there's obviously a cost to the company to do that. But the accessibility of a lot of that stuff to contractors, uh, people that don't have jobs, um, is more than it has ever been. For instance, for us over the years, we've utilized healthcare sharing. Christian healthcare sharing off and on, which work, has worked great. I mean, we've had kids on it, uh, like birthed kids on it. We've had ER, destroyed elbows, overnight children's hospital situations. And that's been a great alternative for our family and has worked out really great for our, our family over the years as things have changed, you know, different ways uh, back and forth on my job situation. So it, it really takes outside-the-box thinking to come up with a solution that works for your family, whatever that is. And, you know, it's going to be different for different people. But it really comes down to when you think about side hustles, we, we need to find ways to get paid for what we know, get paid for what we like to do, and get paid for things that we have that we can leverage. And I know for some of us, um, some people are more entrepreneurial than others and seem to be more creative in coming up with ideas than others. I know I'll sometimes talk with people and and we'll end up in a conversation about, you know, finding different ways to make money. And they just have, it's just one after another, after another idea of just outside the box, creative sort of thinking. And then sometimes it's like, well, I can't think of anything. Like I'm having, I'm struggling to come up with anything that makes sense or um, trying to trying to find a solution to the problem. And that's where we need to leverage relationships that we have. And we need to be talking with other people about what we're trying to accomplish, try to find some people that can help us come up with some good solutions, even if us, even if we are not the best at being creative and trying coming up with great ideas. So as we're looking to find ways that allow parents to stay home so they can homeschool their kids, it's just important to to not give up until you find a solution that allows you to do what you feel that you've been called to do. Well, as we're wrapping up here, let's talk a little bit about how we can apply some of the things we've talked about today uh, to our teens. Yeah, I think it's important that our teens develop skills that maybe they're not going to get just by going to college, but have kind of some um, skills in their back pocket to pull out when times are tough or they can't get a job or wives, you want to stay home with your kids and you need a little something with the kids underfoot. And so um, first of all, I just want to say, I think it's important to be real with our kids. And so our kids have seen us go through ups and downs. They've seen how we've managed it. We've been very um, transparent with our teens on the numbers. Um, Some of them really like to know exactly how much we're making, uh, what we're thinking of spending on some new idea we have because we're always we Jeremy is the person he's talking about who always has ideas going through his head on entrepreneurial things that we're going to do and side hustles and so he's great at that so I think it's good to be able to talk through that stuff with them but just helping them develop skills so for instance you know our oldest tutored a little bit of math and we just tried to really encourage him in that hey that's a really great skill to have in your back pocket that might come in handy someday I had no idea growing up when I was doing piano 
taking piano lessons and loved it. And then I accompanied quite a few things. Um, that's also a great side hustle is accompanying if you play piano. Um, I know like bands and soloists and stuff and weddings are always looking for piano players. But, you know, I had no idea that was going to come in so handy for our family the first, you know, five or 10 years that we were married and getting started with having kids. And so I think just developing skills that your kids love and encouraging them to do it. So whatever that is, you know, maybe they're handy with woodworking. And so you're just encouraging that, hey, this might be just planting seeds. Hey, this might be something that you could do and sell a few of the things that you've made. And I'll help you figure out how to do that. And, you know, just it, just encouraging them and giving them ideas, I think, is a useful skill. Okay, well, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up there for this episode. Thanks for joining us on our discussion about side hustles. For more resources, check us out online at thehomegrownfamily.org.